This is this week's edition of Never Break Kayfabe. Uh, we were not able to record an in-depth discussion of... We were not able to record an in-depth, in-depth discussion of Fastlane, but we wanted to make sure we got our thoughts out there. Diesel is not with me right now, so he had to communicate to me via text what his thoughts were. So that's how we'll do that. And... All right, the first couple minutes of this podcast is just going to be me giving you my wants and predicts, and then I had Diesel text me his wants and predicts for tonight. The last, 20, the last 25 minutes of this podcast was actually recorded last week, and our initial plan was to record more and add more stuff to it, but we just weren't able to make it happen this week. So, so we're just going to give you uh, who we want to win tonight's matches and who we predict. We just call them for short. We just call them our wants and our predicts. So for want for Rusev versus Cena, Diesel wants he wants Rusev and predicts Rusev. I'm gonna want Rusev. No, I'm gonna want yeah, I want Rusev and predict. I'll predict Rusev, but I think something's gonna happen there where it's not gonna end cleanly. So it looks like Diesel predicts Reigns for Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. But he wants just a good fight. And then his random prediction is that Sheamus runs in and screws Daniel Bryan to set up a mania feud and keep the heat off of Rones a bit and turn Sheamus heel at the same time. That's an exact quote. Um, I want... Well, I think it's for sure Roman Reigns is going to be in the match at WrestleMania against Lesnar. But I don't... Really, I'm just going to just play it straight for my wants and predicts tonight, and I'm going to want Daniel Bryan and predict Roman Reigns. Let's see. Well, for the six-man tag, it's uh, Rowan, Ryback, and Ziggler versus Kane, Big Show, and Seth Rollins. Both me and Diesel. Looks like we both want and predict the faces to win. And the Divas, I want and predict Paige. Whereas Diesel... He picks Paige, but he hopes they both lose. I'll have to talk to him about that. And the Sting versus Triple H showdown. Um, I just hope it lives up to the hype. And the Triple H Ric Flair segment was pretty good on Raw, so I hope it surpasses that. Uh, Goldust versus Stardust. Um, I predict. I think some. I predict something happens where they are able to have a WrestleMania match. I want them to have their actual big blow-off match at WrestleMania, so I really don't have a strong want to predict for that. And Usos versus... Oh, it looks like Diesel predicts Stardust, but wants Goldust, and then he wants Cesaro and Kid to win the tag team straps. So do I, and that's what I predict as well. So that's our fast lane thoughts in a nutshell. So enjoy the rest of the podcast. It's kind of... I think it's just random stuff. And tweet us your thoughts, email us, uh, subscribe on iTunes, and do whatever other stuff related to Never Break Kayfabe. So I want to know because we have like 350 or something followers. I don't know. But none like, of them are listening. Yeah, like why are they followers if they're not going to listen? Yeah, un- if you're not listening to this, unfollow <laughs> Please don't unfollow. Well, the problem them. is everyone, we can't talk to our followers who aren't listening 
because they're not listening. It's like so. when they talk about the network on the network. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I hate how it was they, on the pre-show they were plugging uh, the network. Or, but then, or but no, my girlfriend did say though is if you're like watching with one of your friends, because mm-hmm. I was like complaining about mm-hmm. it. She's like, well, if they're watching with one of their friends, and then they can go home and subscribe. And I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. But still, I don't need. Unrelated that. note: How I think we joke about it is like during the pre-show they'll have commercials for the, the pay-per-view yeah. <laughs> like obviously like, we're going already, to yeah. watch the pay-per-view we're watching the pre-show and that's like we didn't order the network and watch the pre-show <laughs> to kind of see if we were interested or not who's that guy that uh dan the b severn no <laughs> <laughs> who's the guy he, he won tough enough or is on tough enough and he oh daniel pewter yeah he and he got yeah, like a shoot thing with, with kurt angle, angle and he really <laughs> had him like about to tap out and, and then, then they had uh, to break it God, up before who's the ref for that Jimmy Corderas, is that a referee's name, right? I mean, he's definitely a referee. He yeah, I think he was guy. like a ref and he like was talking about it on a podcast one day. He's like called for the bell all quick or something. <laughs> Essentially, you just don't want a guy who can kick someone's ass at any given time, you know? He <laughs> so, gets pissed and just taps out your champion for no reason. That, that's why I'm surprised that that's never, like, that, to our knowledge, that yeah. it's happened or something. I remember thinking that. Somebody shoots their way into a world <laughs> title. Well, I still, I remember thinking that when Lesnar first came back, the Lesnar versus Cena match. That's probably, I think, the I only remember. time where I've ever, like, questioned and started thinking, like, is this real? Is, this, is Lesnar really, I think, fighting right now? Is Lesnar beating the crap? Because I thought maybe Lesnar was coming in, you know, from the UFC, and he came in thinking he that he could knock care. around the wrestlers yeah. and, like, trying to prove a point or something. Or, like, the rest, he thought the wrestlers were going to, like, come back at him or something because mm-hmm. he, like, left and whatnot. But it, that's, that's the only, I think, probably the only time... I, that I can think of. I didn't watch I that live, but I remember me. you. I remember vividly you telling me mm-hmm. about that, so I had to go out of my way to watch it. I think I like borrowed the DVD. From I remember you, we watched I, the DVD at my house. Yeah, and then I watched like the whole thing and the match over again. I remember mm-hmm. at one point I was like, "Yeah, this is gruesome." He nails him with a couple bridge. elbows right off the bat and busts him like, wide open. Right open. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, if, like it, I wonder if that was the plan or if you just caught him with the one. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but uh. Good so, match for uh, what? What is that on again? Extreme Rules 2012. Yeah, I so. that's that's probably my favorite match. That's, a, that's of the last our match five of the week. Ma- match of the week. Brock Im- the impromptu match of the week. <laughs> John Cena versus John Cena versus Brock Lesnar. 2012. 2012 Extreme Rules. John Cena came out victorious. Right. He uh, hit him with the bust him wide open with the chain. And also, I just want to call all other good points in that match. I remember it was when uh, Lesnar. He flies. He like flies through the ropes, and oh, it looks like he destroys his knee or something. And then Lesnar just pops right back up, like it just didn't even phase him. <laughs> the and thing then, about Lesnar is he—he's so athletic. He like always lands on his feet, and even if he doesn't, he like lands on his feet and then like tuck and rolls. Like mm-hmm. it like even if he gets like tossed over the top rope, he like still lands mm-hmm. on his feet. Like he's just <laughs> so he's, incredibly athletic. It's ridiculous for how big he is. Mm-hmm. And then my other favorite point from that match is when Charles Robinson gets knocked out. The referees, I'm. I know Robinson was in the match because my favorite part is when he shout out he, Charles Robinson. Shout out Charles Robinson, best ref in the biz. Best ref in the biz. <laughs> I I annoyed him on Twitter one time, but I'll I'll tell that story <laughs> another time. But uh, my favorite moment is when Charles Robinson's laying his you know he's laying unconscious outside the ring. Then Lesnar just goes and just picks Robinson up by, by his the pants. seat of his pants, literally. <laughs> so that, that's uh, <laughs> that's my other favorite moment from that match. Charles Robinson. Uh, Officially got over at that WrestleMania when he made that long uh, run down that, the ramp. I'll, I'll never forget when Charles Robinson ran down the ramp. We like, I remember we called. Somebody yeah, we were watching. And you were at, at school. I was at school in Nebraska, <laughs> and you were home, and we called each other because both of our houses were like laughing. We had, <laughs> both had groups over for it, and we were all laughing and rewinding it. And then there's fun. There's funny YouTube videos of Charles <laughs> Robinson running down with like the chariots of fire music. <laughs> 
That's good stuff. That's when he became my favorite ref, and then yeah. he yeah, just his, I do, his I facial am, reactions, just yeah, things he does. Just, I just laugh. As as, when every time a wrestler gets hit, he's like, "Oh, <laughs> he he sells it better than the wrestlers yeah. themselves." <laughs> Best seller in the biz. Charles Robinson, superstar of the week. Superstar, yep. He's our uh, gold star wrestler of the week. He's our gold <laughs> star. Um, I'm a Mike Kyoto fan as well. I'm a Mike Kyoto fan. He's just always solid, and he doesn't mm-hmm. do too many reactions. He's just like he's down to business, keeps him in line. You the, know? The I love when they they always grab their shirt like I'm the ref. <laughs> Don't touch me on the ref. I'll have you disqualified. And one of my favorite things about wrestling is just the fact that the refs are just always. Just w- such wimps. Whenever they just get bumped, <laughs> they're incapacitated for. They just ever. crumble like wet paper towel. Or... <laughs> that that's referee Tim White. Yeah, we were, we were joking about, about. We shouldn't say we we're joking about it because it was a very it's, serious matter. We were, yeah. I don't know. You can explain Should it. Should we go like into it? Or, yeah. Tim referee Tim White. I can't remember how we were thinking about it, but that uh, we're talking about it or how it came up. They're talking about just. What were we talking about? How the refs should uh, how, sue? Or yeah, because we were talking about how, just how such wimps the refs are and how they are in such a dangerous working environment. How we they were talking sue. about how they should sue the WWE for mm-hmm. concussion-related stuff, and then mm-hmm. they'd be showing the tapes in court of them mm-hmm. just getting obliterated <laughs> in the corner, like taken out with a steel chair in an accident or something. And then I mentioned how referee Tim White had a career-ending injury in the Hell Cell match. I also had no idea about that today either. And it, what happened was it was at Judgment Day 2002, I think it said. And he was, it was a Hell in a Cell match between Chris Jericho and Triple H. And referee Tim White, he got, like, hit off the ring and, like, flew into the cell and hurt his shoulder. And then he, like, almost two years later, as WrestleMania 20, which is 2004, so it would have been about two years, he made his return. And he refereed a match between Chris Jericho and Christian, which is a pretty solid match. And on the three count, injured, re-injured his shoulder and ended his refereeing career. Is there any other, is there any other current stuff we want to talk about? This might be our last podcast for the pay-per-view oh yeah so i don't know if we want to make any predictions and if we decide what later even the card so far pay-per-view? it's only page versus nikki bella which i hope and predict i mean i predicted a few weeks ago I, or i was hoping it'd be page would win the title then it'd be her versus natty at wrestlemania but so i guess i want to predict page as of now but then there's rusev versus cena for the united states championship which is interesting i don't know when the last time cena other than a tag team title i don't know when the last time cena's fought for a mid-card I guess I'm assuming a tag. Do you consider probably, a tag team a mid card? I think I probably the last time when he had the U.S. title. I think that was his last title before mm-hmm. he went. Because I don't know if he's. I don't remember Cena having the Intercontinental title. Like I don't maybe. think he ever won it. So that's one thing I always go through and edit out all those moments when we're like, so, so <laughs> what else is there? Yeah. Yeah. What else is? I don't know about. Oh, the, so the Cena versus Rusev. Who do you predict? Or who do you want and who do you predict in that match? I kind of want Cena to win. Just be, I, actually, I shouldn't say it because I want Rusev's undefeated streak to go into WrestleMania because I feel like that could be a pretty, pretty big match. Who that could be a good streak. He could have streak. a good if they give like him the streak, mm-hmm. at least for a while. I like think. like tease streak that, as an Undertaker streak? Yeah, like or? tease that. Like, I mean, have him be undefeated going into this WrestleMania, then he wins. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's kind of got a lot of credibility built up then already by that mm-hmm. point because he's going to – because if he beats Cena at Fastlane and if he wins at WrestleMania, those are two big wins in an already like long and fairly dominant, mm-hmm. short-lived career so far. But mm-hmm. uh, I think it'd just be good for like the beginning, and then like the next year you have him come back and win, and maybe win mm-hmm. four, five, six manias, and then have him lose. Even mm-hmm. like you don't have to have like a straight Undertaker type streak, but mm-hmm. like tease, like an Undertaker tease. Mm-hmm. 
streak. See, I'm kind, kind of, of on six, the fence. Seven and, oh, and then he loses. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be mm-hmm. kind of. See, I'm kind of on the fence on like another streak just because it was like that's the Undertaker's like, thing. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are like, "Who's gonna have the next streak?" And that's whatever. why I'm a fan of like teasing the streak, mm-hmm. give him like three or four or five wins, and then fans are like, "Oh, his Rusev's <laughs> next," and you have him lose. And mm-hmm. then, but like in the meantime, you have somebody else like building up streak wins mm-hmm. that like so people keep the, like keep the door open for a streak. Yeah, like like a secret type streak, mm-hmm. like. I don't know exactly. Well, I know they say like the sh- all three the Shield members are all eligible for s- potential streaks. I think yeah, they're I like think they're two and all. Or yeah, because the Shield as a team has won both year both their years of WrestleMania. I don't know who did they fight their first year at Mania because last year they fought Road Dog and Kane or New Age Outlaws and Kane. Yeah, year before I think it was a combination of like Orton, Sheamus, and the Big Show. Oh, okay, that was when they were throwing the three superstars and trying to stop the Shield. It was mm-hmm. like during that run. And there's also a storyline of whether they could trust the Big Show. Okay, they yeah. Turned heel all the time. <laughs> I believe he, they. I think they stuck it out till the. Actually, no, I think Big Show turned on him in the end. Yeah, I think I had to did. confirm that. I think but, it's like so funny. I sent you that thing. It's like. It's like unlocked. what? Yeah, it's like an Xbox achievement, like mm-hmm. achievement unlocked, ten thousand, yeah. <laughs> ten thousand turn or whatever. That was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And now they may have done it again. I didn't see on SmackDown, but they at least hinted at something. <laughs> I'm sure Big Show will be wearing his beanie again yeah. next week. <laughs> I really see Kane as a good guy because I'm tired of him as being. That's one thing that's bugging about the authority storylines. That it's always just. Um, easy way out. Like, oh, have let's Kane have him face it. Kane. Kane uh, let's have whoever's feuding with your authority. Oh, let's have him face Kane and lose, and then Kane can lose or whatever. Who does? I was hoping Randy Orton would be back so he could fight Seth Rollins at Fastlane, but mm-hmm. it, I don't know if it appears like he is. Or I mean, I don't know. I mean, I hope unless they set it up in a week, but then mm-hmm. that's that's not like. I mean, Seth Rollins. We should. Uh, Seth Rollins had a little bit of controversy. Oh yeah. I, I just had one joke I wanted to make. Yeah. <laughs> about that. Let it fly. Seth Rollins has, no matter how good of a career he has, no matter how many world championships he wins, he, he has no chance of ever making it to the Hall of Fame because what's my kid going to say when he Googles <laughs> Seth Rollins? <laughs> that was my joke. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I thought that was funny mm-hmm. too because so that's what's all my I really, kid going to say when I Google him? <laughs> I, I really don't see, like, it's one of those things, like, I don't really, like, care, care for how, like, the... The media in general is, like, always obsessed with those type of stories. Yeah. It's just, like... It's, like, crazy just how fast, like, shit can leak out like that. Like, mm-hmm. you send one text and the next minute your dick's all over the internet, you know? It's, like, <laughs> crazy. These, mm-hmm. Like, these days, just... And the media always portrays it as, like, oh, this is, this, this, you know, this horrible thing. But yet here we're going to show you these pictures anyway. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> Here's this, that horrible thing. Here's this this, this person's privacy why would you is violated. Put kids through that, but here's a, here's his dick right here. Sure enough, it's right there. Like got the the John Madden like circle thing. Here's oh, you probably don't watch football, but I, yeah, saying, I, mean, like, I know what you're referring. Yeah, to. Yeah, you have to like cran the screen or whatever. All right, so that's that's wrong. So, but he doesn't have anything really going. I know he's been kind of feuding, but he's always got that briefcase which mm-hmm. keeps him relevant at all times mm-hmm. yeah i mean i don't think it's not relevant i just don't think it, i was thinking about in regards to fast lane doesn't have anything lined up and i was hoping that yeah, orton would come back but i also don't want him to come back just like a random ross i hope they wait for Something. like at fast lane instead yeah. of worrying about having to have a match at fast lane well, i could have, make, have, make Rollins have a match with someone and have randy orton screw him or something mm-hmm. but yeah i hope they don't just have orton come back at like a random raw i mean obviously i'll be excited if he comes back but i hope they do it either at fast lane or at the pay-per-view at or the Raw after because uh, you know it's always the Raws after a pay per view are always kind of like a good time yeah. to 
has when does uh, Sheamus come back? Is that this week? Next week? I don't think they've officially. Weeks, one, I don't think they. Four gave, weeks? <laughs> I don't think they gave a time. I think they said Sheamus returns. Oh, okay, so they, that's what I saw. I saw the returns, but I thought I missed like when he returns mm-hmm. or whatever. I, I bet he'll be back at Fastlane or the night after. But I, I'm not basing that off anything. <laughs> that's just pure <laughs> speculation. <laughs> We really Confirmed. don't base anything off anything besides like our general knowledge of wrestling. We just we just we just, we just talk. wing it. Yeah. I mean, our knowledge is just as good as anyone else who's never been in the WWE. I mean, mm-hmm. you've seen so, everything we can see. Yeah, we, we talk about it all the time. We talk about it, so we figured. What more do you want? <laughs> we figured that that was the whole reason for this podcast: the fact that this is what we talk about all the time anyway. So we mm-hmm. basically just may as well hit record. And my other thing is like I always feel like I'm just as knowledgeable as like. Like, when I listen to a podcast, it's not going to be, like, Dave Meltzer or, like, any of those. Like mm-hmm. My favorite is when, I think it was Dave Meltzer reported that the uh, CM Punk was returning at that Raw in Chicago. Yeah. It was, like, a month or so after CM Punk walked out. And it was, it was confirmed that CM Punk was coming back. And then he didn't. And I remember <laughs> I was really excited. Because then the short start was CM Punk music hitting. Then yeah, Paul Heyman Paul came, in, came out. So, but is there anything else we've really gone... Gone on We've and gone, on. We crossed the line here. This is getting sadistic now. <laughs> Didn't TNA when that used to be their catchphrase "cross the line" or something? Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> then it was yeah, wrestling. It was ma- the wrestling line. matters. Wrestling does matter. <laughs> but I feel like whenever I would tune into TNA, it would just be long. There's no wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, how's the TNA product? I I think it's all right. I've like I've always been kind of a fan of it, but it's mostly because of the wrestlers and not based on the creative direction of any of it. Like, I mm-hmm. enjoy, like, the wrestlers and the wrestling, mm-hmm. as always. Like, I'll watch, like, anyone wrestle, pretty mm-hmm. much, as long as it's, like, legitimate. Mm-hmm. Not, like, a trampoline on its own backyard. <laughs> but, like, I'll watch it. So it's, like, I I think it's good, but it, like, could be so much better. That's mm-hmm. all. That's where I'll leave it mm-hmm. at. Because yeah, I watched TNA for a couple of years, like, 2007, 2008. And it never, like, was bad, but I never really got invested in it. And I quit watching, I think, after I stopped watching it, then I feel like that's when I started hearing about people just, when it became cool to hate TNA, mm-hmm. sort of. That's, like, the whole thing. It's, like, people just think they're sweet because they hate TNA. It's, mm-hmm. like, like, I understand if you want to hate TNA for, like, the things that they've done, but it's still, like, wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoy watching good matches, and if there's a good match on TNA, I have no problem watching it. Mm-hmm. That's my shtick on TNA. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I like, like, the pieces they have that I like, like Lashley, he's, like, I was never a big Lashley mm-hmm. guy, he's in the WWE, but he's, like, improved, I think. Mm-hmm. He, like, knows what he's good at, and he's not good mm-hmm. at talking, so he doesn't do that anymore. Remember really. we used to always make fun of that? No! no. <laughs> Let the hype man do it. Let, the, <laughs> Let that hype man John Cena do it. <laughs> but, yeah, so, he doesn't really talk, he just, you know, he's, like, a, he's, like, their version of Brock Lesnar, kind of, mm-hmm. uh... Well, that's something that I remember reading where people thought TNA was ripping off. Well, they had used Eric Young. Eric Young was like Daniel Bryan and then Lashley. Were they ripping it off or do you think it was just kind of how it worked out? I think they were. Or do you think it just doesn't matter anyway? It doesn't really matter to me. Like, Mm -hmm. I could see why they do it because it makes, like, I just think TNA does try to be WWE Mm -hmm. too much at times, but. Didn't they try to compete? Didn't they move to Monday Nights for a while? They they, like tried it like once or twice. I don't know if, I didn't think it worked too well. Yeah, well, obviously. (laughs) That was, that was way too way too early to try to compete. That's why when Bischoff wasn't Bischoff was. I honestly think role. like 
you know, Vince Russo gets, like, praised or whatever, but, like, I've heard Court Jim, like, I know he was involved in TNA for a while, and I honestly think. Russo or? Uh, who are about? Vince Russo. Yeah. Oh, that, Vince but that's Russo. who you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vince Russo. Like, he was involved in TNA, and I feel like that's when it got worse. Like, mm-hmm. I could be wrong, and I don't know the guy, but, like, I heard Jim Cornette say one thing, too. Like, I think Jim Cornette hates He, like, Vince hates Russo. Vince Russo, really? and, he, like, he dogs him a lot, and I don't take... I don't take everything Jim Cornette says about Russo for, like, mm. absolute, you know, word. Mm. But he said, he's like, yeah, Vince Russo had two good years and, like, about 15 or 16 <laughs> shitty ones and everyone wants to hire him. Like, mm. He's like, it doesn't make sense, basically. <laughs> but, like, I can get, like, Jim Cornette's just, like, a total old school guy. And mm. Vince Russo just, like, has no care about the rules mm. or, like, the respect so of I, wrestling, yeah. I feel like. So. I mean, I feel like he respects wrestling, but he just does things like cross the line, mm-hmm. like the old timers, like how the and how he like he's you know like we see like some later WCW stuff, how they really toe the line with breaking kayfabe and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, that's yeah, a yeah. Type that's thing. totally like he he likes to like pull back Total the curtain, line. and we won't get into that again. No, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so in our little debate, I was more like a Vince Rousseau type, and you were more the Jim Cornette. Yeah, type. I suppose. We're closer to the middle of the spectrum <laughs> as opposed to, like, they're, yeah. like, bleeding heart liberals. Yeah. And <laughs> like staunch conservatives. staunch conservative. <laughs> Something like that. But, uh, well, then they're kind of a joke how Vince Rousseau, he, he's responsible for uh, saving WWE, for kind of being the one to kind of help usher in the attitude, the attitude era type era. stuff. But he's, and he's also responsible for... Putting WCW in the tank. Yeah. So I don't know how much truth there is to that, but I feel like he pretty I, much like won the war single handedly <laughs> for the WWE, whether he's trying to or not. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I feel like I feel like WCW wasn't totally his fault, but at the same mm. time, like it was a didn't lot. He, didn't, of he, his, didn't he? Wasn't he the WCW champion at one point? Well, so was David Arquette. David Arquette. I'm pretty sure that was his idea too. I'm not positive, mm. but. I still like, kind of don't know how I feel. Like, obviously, it's easy to look back and say, oh, that's just a joke, David Arquette winning. But on the other hand, it's like it's not like they did it where David Arquette, you know, pinned, you, pinned Goldberg Square or yeah. whoever he beat or Kevin Nash or Could you picture, like, Hugh Jackman, though? They, like, love Hugh Jackman. Could mm-hmm. you picture Hugh Jackman winning the WWE title? I, like, I Do you think people I, would be, like, accepting of it or do you think they would just I, I, shit on it like I think they did it, with David Arquette? It just Arquette. goes back to the age thing is it depends how they do it. If they have it. Do it how, like, last time when they had him first kind of buddies up with Zack Ryder, they could have done anything. Or then last time, I think Hugh Jackman was buddies with Dolph Ziggler because they buried the hatchet because those Hugh Jackman was oh, yeah, Dolph Ziggler like broke his jaw, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> K-Fabe broke his jaw. So, like, honestly, if they had, like, if he had, like, Dolph Ziggler's endorsement, I feel like the crowd would be accepting of it. And I feel like that goes back to the old school thought of, you know, how could David Arquette win the world title? Like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a slap in the face to wrestling. And I don't know, I'm... I wouldn't go that far. If I was in charge, would I do it? Probably not, because I'd be scared. <laughs> I'd be <a> scared. <laughs> I'd be <a> scared. <laughs> I haven't said a scared since I was like nine. <laughs> but I'd be afraid of like the backlash. But I'm really not. I don't really feel. It's funny to joke about, and it's kind of a funny thing to talk about. Yeah. So, but I'm. I understand the arguments both ways. I You're against be. it, I'm sure. Yeah, I would. So be. Where, where are you going with that? <laughs> I'm not that? even like four celebrities coming mm-hmm. on Raw, really. Like, I mean, well, that's SmackDown's a different thing. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> that's Smackdown. the one thing in general. I hate when Raw has like celebrities on it for the most part. I do. I think yeah, most wrestling fans can agree mm-hmm. on that. I'm not positive, but you can just tell by the reactions mm-hmm. that celebrities get the that they've time, not wanted. The only time I really like it is really is like when you can tell like 
were like I like when like Seth Green is on because you can tell that he's just like he's like a fan. Yeah, like, like people or you people can who are actually into like yeah. even Hugh Jackman. I have no idea if he's a fan of it, but you but can tell you can that he tell enjoys he least, and like doing yeah, it. Yeah, or at least like can respect the yeah. business enough for what it is. Whereas when Hoda or whoever was on like oh, a while, yeah. like Kathy Lee came in or like, hey, we're here, yeah, deal with so it. <laughs> No, no. So I generally hate, and that's actually the only time I quit watching wrestling for like a year was when, or one of the, the guest things, host? is when Raw was really pushing for God. the guest host, and that, among other things, we can get into that another yeah, time, yeah. but that's when I quit watching wrestling from like mid-2009 to like early 2011, just because I, that was one element of why I, I got like tired I, of the guest host. in that period too, I like watched, but just not as like religiously, mm-hmm. like I wasn't. Like, I, I'm sure I watched mm-hmm. most Raws and everything, but, like, I didn't care if I missed it. Mm-hmm. Was like, I know that was also when we I hated were, the anonymous Raw GM. I didn't mind that. It just, like, dragged on too long. And maybe, it ended up being Hornswoggle, too. But it also helped... Uh, oh, he's just, like, scapegoat. Hornswoggle, yeah. He, who's who's, who's me, Vincent Man's son? My uh, whole thing is, like, if you're going to start something like that and see it through, at least have someone relevant, like, be at the other end. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I am going to hate it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you just wasted, like, four months of my life or something mm-hmm. that was Hornswoggle was doing. And he was, <laughs> he was allegedly under the ring the whole time doing it and nobody but, noticed but when the they thing, were going for their weapons. But the thing is, and then they brought back the announced general manager for that special week after the authority got taken yeah, out of power and they didn't acknowledge the Hornswoggle thing. So either... If looking back, are we supposed to look that's at that segment as like a joke? That's how they that's how they do wrestling well, history. Like they just won't acknowledge that Hornswoggle well, is that. Well, I was going to say, are we? Are, is it that the case? Or if we go back and watch that segment, it, if we watch it, will it be clearly like just supposed to be kind of a joke, and we weren't supposed to be taking seriously that Hornswoggle was the anonymous GM? Thoughts on that bold statement? Nah, I, I think they just panicked like they usually do, and they just threw it on Hornswoggle. <laughs> The only thing is my girlfriend's coming home in two minutes yes. or a minute. Well, I mean, we've gone long enough no, to I have to. I just so like. We don't have a We're not ready for I know, a crowd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's going to just make fun of us. Right, well, she walks us. in. Uh, should we wrap it up quick? Yep. All right. Uh, bye. So the first few minutes of this podcast is just me recording just before podcast.